gets it to first. The Browns are world champions. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They reach the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Oh my goodness, I can't even believe it. We've reached episode 160 of Four Future Considerations. I'm Manny. John is here. How you doing, John? Good, 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 good. Canucks burning up the league, so I'm excited. Oh, I know we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and look who the cat dragged in all the way from Montreal, boys. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Episode song, sweet song, Matt, what's going on? How was your trip to Montreal? Ah, uh, très bien. Très, très, très bien. Oui. Absolutely love it. Love Bryce Harper. Uh, oui. Do you, are you cheering for the Blue Blanc and Rouge or what? Oh, let me tell you about this place, Manny. <laughs> I, I sat in front of the Bell Center on Monday night. Montreal Canadien and the other team. And the other team up two nothing going into the third, and the I was penguins. in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we if we really got to talk about it, yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's okay. You can talk about how we beat their ass. Sidney Crosby, like a, a son coming home. They announced that the, the the here's the difference, and this is John. If you and, and this is anybody, if you've never seen a hockey game at the Bell Center, it is it is truly an experience because you are amongst, and I'm being dead serious, and now I'm going to be kidding because you're amongst nineteen thousand people that have wagered their homes on the outcome of that game. <laughs> we sat in front of a guy who I don't know what shade of what color he was. At most points of the game. But anytime Montreal had the puck controlled, getting to the red line, they either should have scored, at least should have gotten a shot on goal. They were booed for dumping the puck in uh, on a long sh- Like in the middle of the first period on a long shift, the guy behind us starts booing. Lord knows why, John. No, nobody knows. The, the, Jeff Petrie returns and spends most of the game in the penalty box. He's booed every time he touches the puck. Uh, Middle of the first uh, first period or something. Great they do place. It, they do I love a, it already. They do a tribute video for you. He gets a standing ovation from the entire building. He's on the ice when it happens. Center wins the faceoff back to him. They boo the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it should be. In sequence. It was fantastic. And then he took a penalty right away. <laughs> That's he was in the penalty box for the uh, – and then uh, who was the other guy that's on the Penguins that spent a little bit of time with Montreal? It wasn't somebody of any real significance because Petrie got a video on the Jumbotron and this guy got like a happy birthday sign, welcome back, whoever it was, while he was sitting on the bench. It was very funny. <laughs> Is Galchenyuk on there? Is that who No, it was? no. It was uh, – I, I, I recognize the name, but I, it wasn't anybody that was uh, – that had – been any of any significance really um but great place to watch a game it's it's awesome ryan paley yes yes that's, that's right it is yeah that's right so it, they they did like that's all he deserved happy birthday ryan paley. 
<laughs> the picture up on the on the screen. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't put a clown nose on his face or do one of those things where oh, it looks like a celebrity. Uh, See, that's a true stuff. Hawking experience. When you're on our team, it was yeah. we we will cheer you. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Petrie, yep. we showed highlights of you being in Montreal. We'll clap. Oh yeah. But as soon as the pl- game is on and you're against us, you're dead to us. Oh. What what a venue! What a what an experience! When are we going venue. back, boys? And then <laughs> Suzuki scores, and then the second goal goes in late with an empty with a pulled goalie. Kirby Doc scores his first one in overtime. I tell you, magic, pure magic at the Bell Center, the Santa Love Bell. <laughs> Love it! So you'd go back in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, it's a great place. It's a it's best a very place cool. to watch hockey game at the NHL level to be. Fair. I've only been to three NHL arenas, and no, it's not. But what it's place? <laughs> Blasphemy! Like, listen, I've been to the Air Canada Center for an exhibition game. You want to talk about electric? <laughs> oh my god! Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I've seen more Stop. games in Toronto any, than anywhere else, and you can hear a pin drop in that place oh, all the time. Yeah. It's terrible. Last last time Manny and I went to uh, an event at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, we sat on opposite goalie nets, and we were able to have a full conversation and understand each other perfectly. So, Well, it just means we got to go to more rinks, boys. Yes, That's it right. does. Let's do some We're going to go down to Columbus next. <laughs> yes. Get that cannon fired yeah, off. I'd love to go there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome back. Thanks. Great to have you back. Thanks. I was we worried about him because we only got one message from him on the Wednesday night when he was in his seats at the game and then I didn't hear from him again. I thought he might have been wearing cement shoes in the St. Lawrence River. <laughs> Well, there is somebody who uh, who is looking for me. I, 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 we'll just put, put that out there. They are looking for me. Uh, I think we uh, I think we missed a couple of tabs at uh, um, the Saint, Hotel Saint Pierre or uh, one of those places. Um, we may have gotten into it nice and early when we first arrived um, and uh, and made some friends. But listen to this: there's a a buddy of mine, uh, our new best friend, and I got to get his last name. It's Ron Penner. I want to say. Let me tell you this story about if you need some faith in people, and I know I'm I'm sidetracking, but that's what I do. I'm sure last week's episode went just fine. We go to this place called Franklin's in Old Montreal. We're drinking pitchers of uh, uh, Lord knows what we're drinking. A, a lot of it. I'm sure, chatting up this guy. He in, in Winnipeg. There is a Winnipeg connection here, John. Uh, he owns a big. Uh, uh, he owns a bunch of buildings or he works for a company that owns a bunch of properties and stuff like that in, in uh, Winnipeg, big money from what we understand in speaking with him. He was extremely humble, but did also let us know that his company owns a private jet that he flew on to get to Montreal. Oh, great. Super nice guy. So we chatted with him for, for a good while. We, we were getting deep. He was opening up about his family. Super, super nice guy. He, uh, my girlfriend goes to the bathroom. He's leaving. He takes off, waves to us, says goodbye. Um, we come back. We finished another something or other. Bill's gone. This guy paid our tab. No oh. way. Yeah. It was at least 100 bucks. Wow, we great. Paid, didn't say boo about it. Left. We had absolutely no bill. Wow. Awesome. So my girlfriend, being the detective that she is, I mean, how hard is this? Property management, Winnipeg, really big company, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> 
found him. We found him on LinkedIn in about a day. I messaged him. He messaged back. Great guy. So if you ever need a building in Winnipeg or around Roger the world, guy? we got a guy. Wow. We got a guy. The apparent, we should just get in contact with this guy to go to a Winnipeg Jets game. I'm sure he would find a way to get us. That's there. true. I feel like he could get his ownership in the Winnipeg Jets if we call them. <laughs> he's, a, he's a silent owner already in the Winnipeg <laughs> Jets. May as well be. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, when this podcast really takes off, we could build our, for future considerations, world headquarters in Winnipeg and have a big office tower. This guy could That would stuff. be nice. Get some right? tax breaks and stuff. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of four future considerations around the world, our friend Brandon messaged us with uh, some merch that people were wearing. In Vegas? Oh, yes. Yes, for future considerations. I saw that. that. Great. I saw that. It just happened to be a Pacioretty jersey, an old Vegas <laughs> Pacioretty jersey, with the words for future considerations on the back of it. But, it would but catch on. It's great. It's a great merch idea. It's a catch on. And we did make a few cracks that maybe you ran into the mafia in Montreal last week, but it's good to have you back. Yeah, I did, and I am back. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ron is in the mafia out there. <laughs> Our thanks again to Phil, who filled in last week on the podcast. And uh, he had some wild hot takes, too. <laughs> yeah, he did. And uh, we did receive some positive emails about Phil's appearance on the show, too, including an email from Jake in Orangeville, who says he can't wait to go to the gym with Phil and talk some smack about the CFL. So there you go. There's another human being who likes the Canadian Football League, guys. And it's the only reason I think that John had Phil on the show. Oh. Because they were agreeing the entire time. It was disgusting. Like, it was uh, awful. Rashad, Rashad paid his bill. Whatever, whatever <laughs> bill it was, he said, like, hey, listen, I'd come on the show. It'll be fun. You can say a bunch of crazy things, but listen, just F with Manny for a Just That's all we got to do. We got 45 minutes just. So wait a minute. Ron covered your bill and John covered Phil's for bill? For sure. For uh, sure. Oh, my for goodness. For sure. I hope he took you for 100. A couple of Winnipeg yeah. connections there. I see how it is. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, we will talk some CFL later in the show because uh, it's playoff time. But first, let's start with championships oh. in Major League Baseball. <laughs> On the seventh pitch, Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back to go. Bryce Harper and the Cinderella Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series after eliminating the San Diego Padres in the National League Championship Series. They'll face the Houston Astros, who swept the New York Yankees to win the American League crown. Fellas, we had some DMs and emails about this one from Mike, Robbie, and Chris wanting to know our picks. Well, as I predicted at the beginning of the season, when I, sure said, you did. when I just calmly suggested that I liked the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, I, I can't, uh, I can't ab- abandon my brethren. Listen, oh, sure, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. I, I have just this in this past week, like most Philadelphia Phillies players had batteries thrown at them. So I feel like there's there's a can to, to that. Listen, the, the Phillies are coming in red hot. They're feeling great about themselves. Bryce Harper, ask Adam Hooper, our good friend, maybe the best <laughs> baseball player we've ever seen in, in our general. Just clutch. Doesn't Adam hate Bryce Harper? Hates Bryce Harper. But I did get a text from him about giving him credit. So even he's on board with it. Kyle Schwarber, I don't know how this guy is... Uh, 
leading off and, and just continues to hit home runs, but he's been a bomb. Their pitching staff has been excellent. Uh, I'm going to ride the train. I, I would never normally wow. do this because the hype. everything about it is wrong, but I'm going to buy the hype and I'm going to take the Phillies in four. No, not in four. Get real. But no. <laughs> <laughs> the Phillies. I'm taking the Philadelphia Phillies. The city of champions. Yes. 2023. World Series. Super Bowl. Perfect season. Feeling alive. Bring it on. Rashad, who you got? I've been waiting for them to collapse the whole way along, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ship and I'm gonna take the Phillies as well. Oh, you're yeah. buying into the hype too? I am. They beat the Atlanta Braves. They beat the feel-good San Diego Padres. I, I, there's just they beat their, the Cardinals. Yeah. They, like, look at the, the three teams they beat together. Who did the Astros beat? The the Minnesota Wild? Or who, who, did they, <laughs> <laughs> who did they just finish off pretty easily? Never heard of them. Uh, come on now. You guys are all on the Phillies. Uh-huh. Oh, oh here we go. all buying the hype. Here goes the voice of logic, John. You're all <laughs> buying the hype. <laughs> Didn't you pick the Cardinals to beat the Phillies? Oh, yeah. I love the Cardinals. <laughs> I didn't pick the Dodgers to beat the Phillies. So. <laughs> so. Listen, the only reason the Phillies won against the Padres is because that stupid fan base put out that song with that video Listen, with those five old guys. I didn't get a chance to comment on that song. If we never do that song and pump it or dump it, it is a travesty. <laughs> this is it. John, you got to play that song right now. Oh. Philly going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. Padres on the loose. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. Bryce gonna lose, and Manny's gonna cruise. That's what's in. Give Philly no slack and send them back. That's what's in. Take that, Florida. That's a banger right there. Megan the Stallion can't write stuff like that. <laughs> As long as Astros fans don't put a song like that together, Uh, they will be fine and Houston will win. You won't hear them behind the garbage cans banging (laughs) against each other. I I guarantee Phillies fans will have garbage cans banging every game in Philadelphia. Guarantee that will happen because Philly fans are the best. That'll be a wild game three. And as much as I'd love to pick Philly, I'm going Houston here. The Astros haven't even lost. They haven't lost a game in Uh the playoffs. They just beat the New York Yankees. There you go. They beat the New York Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the Yankees, too. Yeah. And Jose Altuve was garbage. He's been garbage the entire playoffs. He's finally showed up in game three and game four. (laughs) Nothing buzzing on his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) He finally shows up. and, And so he's now getting hot. They won without him. They do have a great lineup. Pena just won the MVP in the ALCS. Yep. Alvarez, people are afraid to pitch to his oh, ass. Yeah. Tucker, great. Bregman had some big hits. And then you've got Javier, um, Verlander, yep. McCullers Jr. Houston's going to be just fine. As much as we hate them for cheating, I still think they're going to pull it off. You, you, the game one's not till Friday. 
The Phillies are riding high. All of a sudden, they have to wait almost a full week before they play another game. Oh, Their mojo's going down. I've never seen a team get affected by a four- or oh, five-day layoff in the playoffs <laughs> going to the World Series in 2006 in my life. <laughs> Come on. That still haunts us. God damn it, we should have won that one. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad to see you're totally over it. So now that the Yankees have been eliminated, everyone is wondering what's going to happen to Aaron Judge. The American League home run king is now a free agent, and Spencer and Owen Sound asks whether we think he'll re-sign with the Yankees. Quote, unquote, I'm a free agent, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So he's not signing in New York. Oh, really? Somebody's going to show him $40 million a year. Okay. I know he's 30. Yeah. He's not going to get a 10-year or 12-year deal, so yep. he's going to get a shortened seven-year deal, shall okay. we say, or okay. a six-year deal. Okay. Ooh. And because of that, it's not going to be a 35. It's going to be closer to 40. Okay. You're not going to have as many years to spread out all that money. Okay. So somebody's going to offer him a 38 to $40 million deal. Okay. And it's going to be the San Francisco oh, Giants. Oh, didn't he go to school up there? He's from San Francisco. Yeah. The Giants are a faceless team right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody big. They're going to sign him, sell some jerseys, sell some tickets, rejuvenate their interest in the team he's gonna come back home uh-huh the giants have a history with this with barry bonds if you remember yeah signing from pittsburgh yeah that's where he's going fellas aaron judge is a lunatic if he leaves the new york yankees <laughs> an absolute lunatic he plays in a little league field 82 times out of the year True. That is a or eighty one in the regular season, and then however many games until it takes until they get swept in the playoffs. <laughs> He's <laughs> it, you. It doesn't get bigger in the lights than New York City, and New York loves him. He broke Maris's record. He's a Yankee for life. He's not leaving New York. He has a better chance of going with me to confront the Montreal Mafia (laughs) than coming and playing against New York, leaving the Yankees. He's going to stay. He's 99. He's got the the judge's uh, corner in in right field. He only has to hit the ball 187 feet for it to clear the fence (laughs) in right field. He is not going anywhere. Aaron Judge is nothing but a prolific home run hitter. And if you compare the stadiums between Yankee Stadium and whatever they call it in San Francisco, San Francisco's looks like three ballparks. Where he and can the hit the ball off into the water. the water? No. Come on, he can hit how many balls into the water he and did. how many kayakers and canoes will chase after it? Aaron Judge is not signing somewhere for the canoe people. All right? He's not, he already got gypped on his 60-second home run ball by the one guy that went and got the Uh, that's going to sell it. He's not doing anything for the fans. Aaron Judge is going to continue to build his legacy in New York in a team that is is only seemingly going to get better because there's never a a bottom to the wallet. They're going to get more pitching. They're probably going to be one of the teams in the mix to get Otani. And when he ends up being available, they play in a division that is always going to constantly rebuild it's the perfect place for him to stay 
in New York. Don't get cute, Aaron Judge. Listen, and you also have something to prove, by the way. If you're a man in 137 in the playoffs <laughs> in New York, come John, on, John, where's man. he going? Where's he going? Uh, I've been wrong on every baseball prediction I've made all year, so I'm going to predict he's staying in New York also. Come hey! on. Just Oracle Park. Is San Francisco. Oh, right. How yes. many names has that stadium had? I, have no I know idea. that's a, that's a, that's a question a for question. another day, but I think it's had four different names. And I haven't been able to find how far the right field. Yeah, they're still counting. 365 feet. With the fa- with the height, though. Yeah, but he's going to put the ball in the water. He's going to be fine. Just like the greatest Yankees employee of all time, George Costanza, <laughs> he's going to leave on top. And walk out of the room and say, that's enough. (laughs) Wait, remind me. How did it go for George Costanza? Because the last I remember was bodysuit man still couldn't get fired. And he couldn't leave to go to the Mets. And and then he... Then he just ended up. <laughs> Remember the episode when he changed this fabric in the jerseys? Yes, they were in cotton. <laughs> cotton breathes. But George leaving on top. Oh. Mike drop. Aaron Judge is doing that. Showmanship. After, after setting the record for home runs in the American League, he's out. I'm leaving he's on going top. To, he's going to do it in the National League. <laughs> And now it's time for our play of the week and the winners from a guy we all know. His first as captain, bell center, anticipating. Here comes Suzuki. Suzuki waits. Oh, what a goal! <laughs> Slick Nick does it again to delay the flip. A beauty. Nick Suzuki of the Montreal Canadiens scores a cheeky, slick goal on a penalty shot against the Arizona Coyotes, and that play received 69% of the votes in our Twitter poll, and that is our play of the week. 314 feet in right field at Yankee Stadium. 318 in left field. Stop it. You know what what I should do? I should add another 50 feet. (laughs) That's nothing. 365 is nothing the way he hit the ball. and But you got to count the wall. Oh, where he's going to hit it into the, the water. Field. He's going to hit the Hudson Nick River Suzuki. before he hits anything else. <laughs> Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki could hit a ball out of Oracle Park. BDN. I, that wasn't that nice a goal. Big Dick Nick <laughs> pulling a. Oh. <laughs> I've, seen it. I've seen it done before. <laughs> Pavel Datsuk, right? Yeah. Like, That's a Pavel Datsuk yeah, play. Yeah, this would have been uh, play of the week for me back in. Uh, 2010 when uh, Pavel Datsuk did it. <laughs> Listen, any other week that Jonathan Quick save yeah. might have won. Yeah. Because that was remarkable. Yeah. yeah. But come on, that goal by Nick Suzuki is, oh my no goodness. I, I tried to call Nick before I ended up uh, going to the game. He never responded. So. The Arizona Coyotes goalie is still puking. <laughs> after getting oh, God. On that goal. So sick. Our play of the week brought to you by London Hunting's quality that shows. And remember, next week's poll, we are going to have the options. We'll release that to you on Monday. You'll be able to go to Podcast FFC on Twitter and see all the highlights. You'll also be able to tell which one is going to win because Manny will have voted for it already. (laughs) (laughs) And the next week, we will be able to reveal the winners. 
Um, I forgot to ask you this last week, Manny. How are our, uh, for future considerations, fantasy hockey and fantasy football pools going? Well, let me tell you, the Scribners screwed us in the hockey pool. (laughs) They tag-teamed. One went Suzuki. The other one went Caulfield before we even got a chance to pick. Really? I was bitter. Did did uh, did Papa trade for the first overall pick? <laughs> Not in this to, to take uh, Ryan Poling. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this one. Okay. Not in this one. Okay. We did tie Zach in week one. Okay. So we're still undefeated, uh, and uh, our football pool. Uh, we're one game below 500. Not doing so well, boys. Mm. But we're still we're still positioned well here. We're good. We we're gonna be good. We're gonna. I see a big run coming here, fellas. I like it. I like it. I don't trust Zach. Anyone who wears a, <laughs> anyone who wears a bow tie, I don't trust him. <laughs> totally <Listen>. agree. <laughs> oh, I, I'm surprised it didn't have Drake or something like that written across the front of it. <laughs> oh, and uh, how about my Vancouver Canucks? So it turns out I'm not the only one who's pessimistic. Jordan from Brightsgrove says he listens all the time and loves the podcast. He wants to know when we think Bruce Boudreaux will be fired. He's not going to be fired anytime soon. Come on. (laughs) You're going to go through the whole year with Bruce Boudreaux, and he's going to have a couple of really, really good media clips that we'll be able to laugh at on the show. (laughs) You're going to suck. You're going to end up trading a couple of your guys, and then, and maybe at the end of next year, maybe at the end of next year, he's going to be gone. You're you're not getting rid of of jolly Bruce uh, Boudreaux anytime soon. What about the Canucks fan here? Oh, my God. They're falling apart, guys. Bo Horvat says he hasn't gotten over seeing his name on a jersey that was thrown on the ice by a fan. He said that really affected him. He said seeing his name on the ice. <laughs> Wait, the, the, if I recall, this is the guy that you guys need to keep on the on the farm and uh, and, and keep around for a few yeah, years, right? Yeah. He's gone. And then get yeah. this. Okay. Jim Rutherford admitted he wasn't even aware of the option year that Bruce Bodro had signed to remain behind the bench. That's actually a thing he said. Oh, my god! And then Quinn Hughes, their most important defenseman. He's injured. He's week to week. And then management hinted on Hockey Night in Canada on the weekend. They're going to do a full rebuild. So Bruce Boudreaux is not going to hang around for all of that. And then. Yeah, but is he going to get fired this year? Uh, I think he sticks it out for the year. Yeah. yeah. Not get so I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, they're still paying Travis Green for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. John, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The Aquilinis are cheap. Yes. Yeah. So are you going to tell me they're going to pay Travis Green, fire Bruce Boudreaux, pay him, and then hire another guy? That's not happening. Yeah, that's true. Like, unless they go 0-25, then maybe, you know, the riot – is it's going to be worse than when the Canucks lost the Stanley Cup? I don't know. I I feel like Bruce Boudreaux has to go zero and twenty five and and throw in a racial slur to lose <laughs> his job at this point. <laughs> yeah, and then like all these other things too, like Bo Horvat, he's going to be a free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent, and they get the yeah. End. They're going to trade him. Yeah, and then you have JT Miller. He has a fifty six million dollar contract they just gave him, and he has a yep. no movement clause. Like, oh my god. This Let's, isn't all bad though, because if you stink, you're going to get Connor Bedard, yeah, yeah, who is a generational talent. 
Like, maybe in the draft. Oh my gosh. You're going to get it. You may, maybe you end up with the worst record, but maybe you draft fourth. Yeah. But like Chicago has is tanking for him. Yeah. Arizona is tanking for him. Yeah. Montreal is hoping <laughs> that they get him. Like be bad. It's yeah. okay to be bad and get a generational talent because Washington didn't do anything until they got Ovechkin. Yep. Sure, they had to build around him. <clears throat> Pittsburgh did it twice with Lemieux and Crosby, yep. right? Yep. Hasn't worked in Edmonton, but they've been competitive with McDavid, right? Toronto got Austin Matthews, yep. right? The Blackhawks got Patrick Kane. For sure. It's, right? it's a strategy amongst the front office. And listen, the only way that Bruce Boudreaux gets, gets fired – uh, like he's going to have to quit before he gets fired. But in thinking of it, in the the situation that your team is in, the only guy that would replace him is either an assistant coach for the rest of the year or your head coach from the AHL that you're trying to promote. In the AHL, it's Jeremy Colleton, who's been a head coach in Chicago and was not very good. So you're not getting rid of Bruce Boudreaux to move him up into a a rebuild. He's already dealt with a poor team and not succeeded with it. So you're going to, you're going to stuck with him, John and and the Vancouver Canucks have become very, very quickly. One of, uh, for any off the ice uh, stories that might be coming out over the next little bit, the, the biggest debacle of an NHL team that there is. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Jordan, but we don't listen. They're not going to fire the guy, but it's not all bad. Get get bad for a generational yep. talent. We also had a lot of comments sent to us on our social media channels about the NHL reverse retro jerseys. There were comments from Jessica, Jamie, Philip, Grant, David, and others. A lot of love for the Panthers and Kings jerseys. Which ones were your favorites? Oh, my God. The Kings jerseys are amazing. I actually love the Kings jerseys. The purple crown, yeah, like there's yeah. something about that jersey that's just remarkable. And then the stripe, <laughs> yeah, purple and the and then the gold stripe on yep. the jersey. Yep, I really like the Panthers one too because yep. it's so different, right? They got that sunrise with the palm tree. That was a shoulder patch, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, um, I yes. like Mont- what Montreal did. Mm-hmm. Um, the ode to the Expos colors yep. with that blue. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I looked at the back of the jersey, and it looks like it's blue on blue, the name. Oh. So I'm not a huge fan of that. Neither will the broadcasters. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, I like uh, the blues uh, okay. jersey with okay. that, that blue note on the gold. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> um, Colorado. They got the, the, the state of Colorado C yeah. on the front. I like that, too. Those stick out for me. I absolutely love the Kings jersey, though. Absolutely. I like John, the Ducks do you like the Johnny? Do you like the Johnny Canuck on the Canucks? I've never liked that logo. I don't like you that You hate one. Johnny Canuck. I do. I hate Johnny Canuck. I, I kind of like the uh, the Ducks one. I like the throwback to the old Disney logo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah. So but- you don't like Johnny Canuck on the Canucks jersey? Oh, no, and, I, and I'm literally the only person that I know who doesn't like that. He hates Johnny. Yeah, Canuck. I wow. like Johnny yeah. yeah. Do you know what we're getting him from Christmas now? <laughs> a Mark Messier book and a Johnny, Johnny Canuck, Canuck jersey. jersey. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing. What do you like, Matt? I'm going to be honest with you. And I didn't take a look at this until the beginning of the show and when we got going. I agree. I like Florida's. I like the color on Florida's. I like LA's. 
I like the the uh, going back to the the San Jose Sharks going back to oh, the yeah, Golden I Seals like luck. That. I, I like that I, one yeah, too. That was me slick. Too. I do like that one. Yeah. There's none other that really impressed me. No. And and I feel like a lot of it, and I know it's it's a reverse retro. I get it, but like a lot of them are just the same logo, and you kind of change the color a little bit. Like, tell me, Buffalo couldn't have done better. Washington couldn't have done better. The Rangers, I think, wore those jerseys. Yeah. Columbus's just looks the same. The Penguins have absolutely worn those jerseys before. The Flyers have won those jerseys. The Senators have won those, wore those jerseys before. Dallas just going black is kind of okay, whatever. I don't mind the black in Detroit's and the stripes. That's it's okay. Terrible. The Islanders, I, they feel like they wore those jerseys. Like none of this is creative to me. It's you've just changed kind of colors around, but pulled old logos back. I thought last year's was much much better and and i kind of love the glow in the dark vegas ones yeah, the glow in the dark one is good but i mean during the game you're not going to see it so well, it's maybe gonna they'll be a just turn off the thing. lights in vegas <laughs> it'll be a great warm-up thing and all that like to me the the one that and i don't like it but the one that i'm i i think is the is the one that stands out the most or that the ones that stand out the most are st louis like you said and arizona's because then like I don't know, guys. Let's just put kind of orange and the dog and the like. I don't know. Let's just put like Arizona has been through more jersey changes uh, than I think uh, the most original six historical franchises in in their short period of time. This one at least is just kind of I don't know, guys. What if that kid throws up and we put a dog on the front of it? <laughs> so I, I give him credit for 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 going that route, but. Honestly, it's it's disappointing for me this year. No, I, see, I think there's a good handful of five there. Like the Flyers jersey, they, the one thing that I like about the Flyers is they have more black in the jersey. And then the other thing is they're wearing Cooperalls in the warm-up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's amazing. <laughs> that's pretty good. That, that's great. Like, yeah, but like Captain Cal- Highliner in the Islanders, you're right, they've done that. Yeah. Love the Sharks. But I feel like Calgary's done that. Boston's done the, you know, like, the Bear before. The yeah, Canes have I, already done the Canes sideways, just a different yeah, color. I like, come of, on, guys. I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, the Leafs is nothing big. We like, love the Minnesota Wild jersey yeah. last year because they did North Stars North Stars color. They did the same damn thing. Yeah, but with the Wild thing on the front, right? Like, it's come on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how much what? are the guys in the marketing department for these teams making? Like, $10,000. This is a volunteer job. Right. This is what you come up with? Come like, on. The Winnipeg Jets might have the greatest opportunity to do something yeah. with like the Atlanta Thrashers colors sure. or yeah. like the old A for or, sure. Right. Like yeah. something like that, or a jet flying in, in the, in the Atlanta Thrashers <laughs> yeah. colors, like right? the, like, the Colorado avalanche, which I like to see. And uh, yeah. I get where it's coming. It's got some originality to it. The New Jersey devils. It's never been anything else. Yeah. They just, just make up something else. They just put in a lighter gold color. Or something. Yeah. Just make up something else, guys. And I hate the Change Oilers the one. Change the logo. The, the Oilers one. That was my least favorite logo ever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your least favorite then? What's the one that, that you would never... Like Chicago and Detroit, I think, is no originality there. No, like they just I put agree. the word Chicago and Detroit there. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that right. is, like put for the Red Wings. Black. That's the old like 1920. But yeah, yeah, they've never like, worn black before. Put so in an octopus. Everybody knows you'd be the Red Wings I if know. you put in an octopus. It's, it's brilliant, right? It's brilliant. Yeah, my two least favorite have got to be Edmonton and Arizona. 
You don't like Arizona? No, eh? no, I don't like. That. I don't mind the color. I don't it's mind so the different. Color. Like, look at the Washington one. Look at the Buffalo one. Like, stop it! What is? You've worn the jersey before. It's the same one. You change the color. You're lazy. So, what's your least favorite, Matt? You know what, John? All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my least favorite is truly is the Calgary Flames, right? Yeah, I don't like that one. I it's, don't like that one. It's the exact – you've worn this before when it's just been white instead of black it, with the stripe up the middle, which makes no sense. Yeah, the stripe at the bottom is the one that turns me, that's, me off on. That one looks yeah. terrible. Like, your name is The Flames. Yeah. Imagine the possibilities. Well, let's do the same logo but black. Come on. <laughs> and Manny, what's your least favorite? Uh, I, I don't like Chicago's or Detroit. I think it's just not original at all. You're just slapping – the names of the cities on the front of a jersey? Come on. Are you ready? And now it's time for Rapid Fire, and let's start with a question from Canyon Guelph about the NFL. Kristen McCaffrey was traded to the 49ers, and James Robinson was traded to the Jets. Which move do you guys like? Well, uh, first of all, <laughs> let's just say... You know, I like that the teams are going for it. Yeah. Right? Like, they feel like they have an opportunity. The Niners in uh, the wide-open NFC feel that they have a chance to add. Uh, the Jets, nobody expected the Jets to be this good. They lost their running back. Let's add another one. I think the biggest home run potential here is the Niners sure. with Christian McCaffrey. Like, don't judge him on this past week against Kansas City. He got traded Thursday night. The game was on Sunday. (laughs) Give the evil genius Kyle Shanahan a week or two. They have a bye in week nine. He's basically got Debo Samuel as a Swiss Army knife. Now he's got another Swiss Army knife. He's going to be able to draw plays. I think the San Francisco 49ers just got a whole lot tougher. I love it. I think it's a great move. And and how rare do you see that? type of player get drafted right. mid-season in the NFL. Like, good for, for them for going for it. And this is exactly what we had said when we've talked about the 49ers. And man, we've talked about the 49ers a lot on the right. show yeah. in, in the NFL season so far. You lose Trey Lanch, you get Jimmy Garoppolo. Should they have traded him? Yes, no, whatever. It's a good thing they didn't. Now, you don't even need to win with your quarterback. There's some there's some great there's some greatness in the NFL right now to be able to have an, a mediocre quarterback but be able to turn stuff in around him and that's what San Francisco's created and you're 100% right I, I think this makes the 49ers one of if not behind the Philadelphia Eagles who are going to have a perfect season the favorite in the NFL or in the Woo! NFC. Yeah. everybody jump on the Eagles bandwagon I'll do it <laughs> yeah just as my dog Bailey yeah, plays with his squeaky toy, uh, half the half of whatever he's squeaking is all over the floor here. I don't know what that. It's a good thing it's not my dog. But... <laughs> we heard Bruno earlier. The boys yeah. are ready to go tonight. Yeah, the dogs. Who let the dogs? I'm in? telling you, <laughs> ready to go. Santo puppet or nuppet. <laughs> I mentioned Jake's name from Orangeville earlier on the podcast and he did send us a question too now that the CFL playoffs are set he wants to know who our Grey Cup picks are oh man I'm so fired up I didn't even know the playoffs were starting <laughs> I thought there was another like three weeks left in this you know who I really really like this year 
Malik Henry and the BC Lions. They're pretty good. <laughs> They're pretty good. Aren't they getting their O'Rourke back? Listen, is O'Rourke coming yeah, back? O'Rourke's coming back. Brian, Brian Burnham. Is it O'Rourke or Rourke? I don't even know no, the it's guys. Rourke. Okay. Let me tell you this. Brian Burnham, 323 yards, 19 catches and a touchdown in three games against Calgary this year. He's going to be a difference maker since 1959 when Manny was about 21. BC <laughs> has got an astounding... 10 and 9 record as the home team in the playoffs. Fantastic. The two sides played each other. <laughs> they last hosted the Western Final in 2016. They beat Winnipeg 32 to 31 in a blowout. I remember that game. It was a lot closer than that score by one point. <laughs> Calgary's road record in the playoffs since 1945 when John went to high school. 13 27 and 2. BC wins the season series this year, and I'm riding BC all the way through. Because you know what? The Blue Bombers are are overrated again. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's one more week in the season. The Lions play the Blue Bombers. That's right. It won't matter. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. But the Blue Bombers have the best record in the CFL. I told you they were going to be dominant. Zach Caleros, who just signed a new contract, he's the real MVP. Will the real MVP please stand up? It's Zach Caleros all the way. Don't even bother talking about anyone else. Because Zach Caleros to Greg Ellingson or Rashid Bailey, it's all over. So overrated. You know what I'm waiting for this week? Jordan Williams. Maybe the defensive player of the year in the CFL. Just stepping on somebody's throat accidentally to send a message. Right, John? That's right. <laughs> is he even going to play? I, I don't know. He's I don't know who he is. He's forced three fumbles this year. That's pretty good. He's got he's got 88 tackles, which seems low, but he's higher up in the in the, in the league in the league for that. I, I, I think it's I think it's very very clear that the BC Lions and John, you'll agree with me on this, are starting to hit their peak. It's almost Philadelphia Phillies esque, if I if I dare to say it. And I think they're going to ride uh, that uh, that train all the way to the Grey Cup. There's no better defensive player than Willie Jefferson, the Willie star Jefferson. defensive end My ass, for Willie the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He took care of your Rough Riders so badly that you've had to change teams oh. and jump on the BC Lions. Yeah. That's how much Willie Jefferson does with regards to damage Listen. for all the opposing fans in the CFL. He makes them change teams as much as they change their underwear. Listen, I know you love rhymes, but there's no better rhyme than Dominique Rhymes. <laughs> 1,346 receiving yards this year. A monster 11 touchdowns. They got three of the top 10 receiving wide wideouts in BC. Keon Hatcher. Your boy, your boy, Lucky Whitehead, you're going to look me in the eye and bet against Lucky Whitehead in a Every playoff run. Every day of the week. Oh, you're out of your mind. You're Aaron Judge leaving to San Francisco ludicrous right now. My goodness. <laughs> well, I'm excited for Nathan Rourke to come back because I just did the math here. Uh, 248 completions for 3,281 yards. That's 13.22 yards 
per throw. That's pretty impressive. That's impressive. Wait a minute. You're throwing out stats? Did you forget to look above Nathan Rourke's name and see Zach Caleros? 4,115 yards, 35 touchdown passes. Brady Oliveira, 929 rushing yards. But Nathan Rose is injured and he has 25 touchdowns. Dalton Schoen leads the league in receiving yards. Listen. 1,357. Come on. He leads the league in receiving touchdowns. 15. Caleros to Schoen. It's all over. These games are going to come down to kicking. As they always do. As they always do in football. And there's no better right or left foot than my guy Sean White. No, no, no. Not the Sean White you're thinking of. This is the one that no one has heard of before. 91.7% conversion in field goals. His longest this year, 50. He kicked a 50-yard field goal this year. He's going to be the one when we're sitting here watching Winnipeg and BC and Winnipeg's up 31 to 30 and BC's got all or 49 yards out. Don't worry, Sean White got you, boy. He puts it right through, could have hit it at 66 yards. John and I are on Skype jumping up and down celebrating. You guys are relying on a kicker to beat the Blue Bombers. You're in trouble. The Bengals did it. There you go, Jake. That's our CFL. <laughs> He's sorry he asked. <laughs> He's probably loving it. And Come another on. thing. Oh, don't even. <laughs> that was rapid, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. So I guess then we're all agreeing that on Friday, when game one of the World Series is happening, we're watching Friday Night Football on TSN, right? No, it's the last regular that's, season yeah, game. Regular it doesn't season. mean anything. When is the Grey Cup? Playoffs begin November 6th. What day is the Grey Cup? I don't know. I, uh, I'm like This is coming up second to the Derby for me right now. When I is the Grey Cup? Do we know I didn't Google this. The 109th Grey Cup will be November 20th in Regina, Saskatchewan. I got nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad, come on down. Rashad. Listen, we got the whole thing planned out. The The Leamington Flyers play St. Mary's on Thursday. You can come with me to my kid's parent-teacher interview that, uh, that day, too. <laughs> you want Actually, Uncle John is an Do assessment it. he'd like to, to share. Wear your Lions jersey and your football face paint. We're, See how that goes over. Let's get it on. We're the devils. <laughs> Show up all David Putty. That's a great Halloween costume. Ah, I know. What do, what are the girls doing for Halloween? Do any of them care anymore? The, they're uh, the oldest one's Cookie Monster. <laughs> That's a good one. That's awesome. And then the youngest, the youngest one is an artist. Oh, what is yeah. she doing? What's a costume for an artist? She made her own costume with uh, an apron and she put paint on it and stuff okay. like that. Huh? She's got a beret. Oh, nice. Okay. She's got a... Uh, it sounded like one of those kids that, uh, the teenage kids that show up with an apron and jeans. are <laughs> like, I'm an artist. <laughs> Where's my friggin' <laughs> Twizzlers? Well, she's got a paintbrush. She's got, what do you call those things? The paint palette? Palette. Yeah. Yeah. She's all good. Nice. What are your kids? Uh, Crossy's going as uh, Darth Vader, and Evelyn is going as a witch. 
Ooh. which is kind of a spinoff of the Hocus Pocus, but it's not a Hocus Pocus right. specific witch, but she's going as a witch. John, what are you going as? <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy cheerleader. <laughs> Again. <laughs> this time, don't shave your legs. <laughs> And while we're on the subject of Halloween, we got a question from Steve at St. Clair Beach. He wants to know what is the best Halloween candy? Mm, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, There's a box out there that I, I I haven't been able to just buy for myself because I don't give out candy. I take the kids around. Um, and so I don't hand out candy at my place. But it's got the it's got Snickers, Mars, Twix. M&Ms or something like that. It's a it's a quality box. I I'm all about the snack sized chocolate bars. The Snickers, the Twix for sure, the the M&Ms, um that's where I'm going to live. Right? See like Twix, uh the Reese's pieces. Mm. Um give me all of them. Right? Um but I'm not a huge chocolate guy. So um, you, if you give me nibs, oh, yeah. or the really? Swedish berries, really, yeah, I, are you a sour I'm, patch kid yes. guy? Okay, you know those peaches, those sour fuzzy peaches, peaches fuzzy yep, peaches. Yeah, yep. I'm all over that. Yeah, so okay. nibs, Swedish berries, fuzzy peaches, nibs. How old are you again? Yeah, I know. I'm a kid at heart. I'm a kid at heart. <laughs> nibs. Okay, yeah. John. What about you? Yeah, Matt. We do the same one you do. We do the exact That's same. The box. Yeah, right? that yeah. is. I would dummy. I can't have it in my house. I, I but when I went, when I got back from my trip, I weighed myself. I'm 331 pounds. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have it in my house. I, and I, I'm not, I'm like you. I'm not a chocolate guy at all. Halloween, get me for two weeks after Halloween and Easter with those little unlabeled chocolate eggs that, yes, that are in the yeah, colorful wrap. Yeah. I buy about 14 of those little bags. <laughs> and snack on them. Snack on them for a month. I love those things. Yeah. This is the only time that I'll gouge on, on chocolate. Yeah. Um, and and these, these kids now, they're, they're too old. They get it. Now yeah. they're like, oh, is, Dad, isn't this one of the ones that you like? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what's not good, and I don't get why people love candy corn. No, oh. I think that's the worst thing yeah. ever. Yeah. And can we get a, away with the stuff where you give me toothpaste on, <laughs> like, on Halloween? Or you give me a gift certificate for for a medium fry at McDonald's? Don't make me stop. <laughs> Come on. I've never been a candy apple guy. No, I don't yeah. trust them. No. Just, just somebody's going to give you a ruler like just give me the, the candy that i want give me the chocolate yeah like crosby's showing up i've already told him i literally increased my data plan on my phone so i can walk around with the speaker just playing the imperial march oh yeah those to people's <laughs> stores great. the entire time i'm going as the emperor so oh, the kids nice. get to pick the costumes of their parents so most of the time we they they pair up. I have this great inflatable alien costume that I really want to wear again this year. Where last year it was a big hit, but I'm apparently the emperor this year. Okay, so he doesn't know, but I've got like a little costume thing already. I've got a, a lightsaber. He has no idea. He's gonna, just going to be over the moon excited and, about it. And Abby, uh, it was, she, uh, she wants to be a witch. She's not, known as a witch, not Princess yep. Leia. No, no, she's not. Uh, she's not really that. She doesn't swing the, oh. the Star Wars way. The, oh. the little man likes it. 
I don't like it. I don't even know who the emperor is. I had to Google it when he told me who it was supposed to be. Can we go back to being Ghostbusters again, man? John, let me know how uh, the cheerleader outfit goes over in Northdale. Oh, yeah. and I got to tell Very you, open, we're going to be open-minded community. <laughs> sure, they have no problem with that, right, John? Oh yeah, yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say too, we're going to be the cool kids or the cool parents because we have a couple of our friends are just going to drop by with their kids because they don't do a lot of houses. They just go to a couple of friends places. So sure. Jill went out and bought them full size, like big bags, like r- of ruffles because they like barbecue chips. So she got them like the dollar store, the big, big size. Bags. Yeah. And then uh, she got them. Um, uh, I forget what they're called. It's some sort of fruit that you peel. She got them the full size of that. A banana? <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a candy. Do you give them the peeler too? <laughs> she give them bananas for, for Halloween. No, so we we got them a bunch of full sized candy. So when they come over, they're gonna they're gonna cash in big at our house, and we're gonna be the cool people. Oh, block, so. oh that'll be good. That'll yeah. be good. We uh, oh yeah, we also I forgot about pumping or dumping. We gotta do pumping or dumping, guys. Don't you know pumping? You got to pump it up. What a show. <laughs> God, I missed you guys. <laughs> Gonna keep this thing on the rails here. We heard from our good friend Kiefer for this week's Pump It or Dump It. He wants to know what we think of this read. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> This is the sick egg remix of Cooped Up by Post Malone and Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. So, fellas, pump it or dump it? So, first of all, Kiefer sends us this song. There's a backstory to this one. And thinks it's the greatest, newest release out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yet the song is three months old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's sending it to us keep her trying to sneak this one under the radar guys we've been playing this on loop <laughs> for months i will give i will give Kiefer. he presented it to us i will give Kiefer his due there is not even another realm where there is a second better song to what he suggested here this is a great mix Sickic, if you don't follow him on Instagram or wherever else he is, is one of, if not the best DJs that I've ever heard mixing songs together. I'd love to see him if he was ever touring around here or something like that. Return of the Mac is one of my all-time favorites. This is a full-on give-it-to-me-it's-been-months-since-I-had-it pump. Yeah, this is a good double it's, banger right oh, here. This is a this is a double banger. This is a double banger. This is a. I've just got home drinking. We just won the Stanley Cup, and I love how Keeper in his twenties got schooled by the fifty-year-old guys about <laughs> what is the up-and-coming music. He was still busy listening to the Smiths in his basement, crying about not being loved by his parents. <laughs> Comes out of the rock and says, "Hey, hey, what do you think of this song? Are you? Ca- <laughs> we were playing the song in the pool. 
stay tuned next week when Kiefer will send us a Paul Anka song. <laughs> <laughs> How much, uh, this isn't even the right way to phrase this. What are the odds, realistically, if we were to put a number five to one, two to one, that Kiefer has ever in his life heard the name Paul Anka? <laughs> 60 billion to one is what I'm putting it at. So I think he's heard it, but doesn't know why. He's probably heard it from us. Right. I think he's heard it, but doesn't <laughs> you know, know why. The last time we were making fun of him for not being current. <laughs> uh, I give it to him though I'm with you that's a banger Sick Kick produces some great tremendous yeah, oh, great great remixes yeah. he's awesome man he's awesome and that's the end of another debate yeah it is I uh, hope you <laughs> I clicked on something else Rashad in the, to be honest in the, in the meantime here I'm trying to build our Grey Cup weekend up and so I'm checking some schedules of some different events there's not a lot else around except for hitting senior day for the Michigan Wolverines football against Illinois November 19th may not be the greatest time to go to a college football game but I hope you like the show <laughs> There's only one episode this week. There's no overtime needed. We've taken enough of your time with this ridiculousness. <laughs> but you can follow us all week long on social media, Podcast FFC, on Twitter, and on the Instagram, and for future considerations, on Facebook as well. What are you talking about? This is a double banger of a this show. This is a double banger of a Unbelievable. show. Unbelievable. Back about on track, sports, boys. Sports, Halloween candy, music. It's amazing. <laughs> CFL, whole oh. plan and a great cup party. Let's go. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsors, London Awnings, Quality That Shows, Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics. We're going to invite him uh, to the great cup party. Oh, specializing in sport training and nutrition. He can bring some nutritious snacks to the party. Shane may actually be playing in the great cup. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Whoever makes there, they may, they may need an alternate something or other. I think he's actually. The kicker for the BC Lions. <laughs> That's Sean White, man. Different spelling. Shane DePaulovic's probably better than most CFL players. <laughs> and if, we're, if we're being honest, if we're, we're going to compliment him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. You guys just always ripping my league. We just pumped their tires for like five minutes. Yeah. There is not a you find me CFL.ca doesn't even have a podcast where they mention his players as like we just did. Are you kidding me? Where else are you listening to the battle of kickers between Sean White and and Mark and Mark on the, on the Winnipeg Bombers? An eighty-one point six percent conversion is going to hang one wide right in the windy Winnipeg air with my good friend Ron sitting there. We might be sitting there at this point. You could have said Shane Topolovic, and I would have, I would have thought you were right. Nope. As the kicker of the, we're going with, we're going with Mark. Okay. Uh, don't forget, if you have any questions for an upcoming debate or you have a song suggestion for Pump It or Dump It, we can roast you. Uh, send us an email at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. That was a banger, Keeper. Sick was. kick. Oh, I want to hear that one again. Uh, thanks for the question, Steve, Jake, Ken, uh, everyone else who chimed in, Jordan. Great stuff. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. 
We'll catch you next week on For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.